podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. start your weekend off correctly forget the FPL deadline forget the Premier League games coming up forget the days of social media wall-to-wall football coverage this is the Barclays we're covering the Premier League from its inception to the current day month by month I am Jake from What If Football and this is the second episode of the second season October and November 1993 simpler times let's get stuck straight in And if you're enjoying podcasts like these, feel free to nip over to our Patreon page. That is patreon.com forward slash whatifootball for five days a week content, all for the price of £1 a month. You can get nostalgic podcasts like these talking about great games on a Tuesday. We've got head-to-head where we pick players and teams from certain eras and different eras together to find out who's better. No Messi and Ronaldo, though. We're not doing that one just yet. <laughs> And uh, we cover contemporary football as well on Mondays and Fridays, previewing, reviewing the weekend's action. And we discuss all your alternate football histories on a Thursday in our lovely mailbag. And obviously on YouTube, carrying on that theme with What If Football. And on Sports Social Podcast Network, here we are, three days a week, backers on a Friday, ranked on a Tuesday, and Naughty's Nostalgia Podcast on a Wednesday. And being it is a Friday, at least when you listen to this, maybe it is, It's the Barclays and we're going straight back in time. October 1993, I was just seven months old, still in nappies. But here we have Paul Rideout with a fantastic header at White Hart Lane in an absolutely superb game between Spurs and Everton. Rideout was continuing his fantastic form in front of goal, but ultimately though it wouldn't be enough. Teddy Sheringham, again, another header of Teddy Sheringham, fantastic centre forward in this time. Heading in an equaliser to what seemed to kickstart the comeback, but Everton would score a penalty to edge themselves back in front. Neville Southall in absolutely superb shot-stopping form. He couldn't keep Spurs at the door all afternoon, though Darren Anderton would score late on with an equaliser. And even later came the winning goal from Darren Caskey, one of the great um, games this week, one of the great games this season. You've got to um, you got to wonder here. Um, Norwich uh, played Coventry in another great game from the well. Another highlighted game from this week. Norwich were in the UEFA Cup. Let's not forget they were not letting Bayern Munich get in the way of um, distraction in the uh, in the Premier League against Coventry. They were coming off the uh, the win in the Olympia Stadion in um, in Munich there against Bayern. But um, here they brought back down to earth for a one 0 win over Coventry. Coventry who started off so well, we, were, we had high hopes for them, didn't we, going undefeated, uh, but the, their wheels are starting to fall off, that undefeated streak, a distant memory now, three losses now, in quick succession as well, at the opposite end of the table, we've got Manchester United, Mark Hughes in terrific form, scoring twice, in um, in a 3-2 win, at Hillsborough here, Ryan Gay's getting a third, in a superb display, they will just keep on chugging, won't they, and in a London derby between newly promoted West Ham. Can we still call them newly promoted in a second episode of a of a season? It's hard to um it's hard to gauge that one. Um probably around Christmas I think we'll stop calling them 
<laughs> Stop calling him newly promoted around the uh, the following episode. But a Dennis Wise red card for uh, for Chelsea. He turned to this London derby as Trevor Morley capitalised in a win for West Ham and they would win out 1-0. Leeds thrashed Wimbledon. A Gary Speed double was followed up by a Gary McAllister double. Leeds were rolling here, the myth of last season, not winning away. Obviously, this wasn't away, but it was still at home. Something like this does tend to happen from time to time with a title win we could have a Leeds title charge here perhaps or at least a top four finish which wasn't really a thing around this phase but it gets you European football at least a far cry from 17th 18th 19th of the previous season where they were struggling it, we do we have seen it Chelsea in 2016 United in 2014 obviously that circumstance different with the retirement of a legendary manager but Leeds again like 1993 They've gotten over that hump, I believe, now, and they might be able to push on for a for a bit of a title surge to challenge Manchester United in what could be a, a magical year for either team, really. The points were shared between Southampton and Sheffield United, thanks to a late comeback from the Blades, Liverpool and Arsenal couldn't be score. Score a single goal between them in a in a nil-nil draw at Anfield whilst Manchester City and Oldham in a northwest derby ended with the points shared as well. A lot of draws this week, which will uh, Will be a theme of this episode. QPR picked up their form with a 3-0 thrashing of Ipswich. Meanwhile, Newcastle got a win away from home. Chelsea, the following week, they were losing again. Glenn Hoddle's start to the season was not going according to plan here. Norwich, the inverse was true. Starting to reach form with the UEFA Cup football might have even buoyed them, not distracted, distracted them as they beat Chelsea 2-1 at Stamford Bridge. And now, this is a callback from Wednesday, if you were listening to the Naughty Nostalgia podcast. Liverpool 2, Oldham 1 and Darren Beckford. Remember him from the game of obscure football that we played on Wednesday, if you were listening. If you weren't, go check it out. I'll give you 40 minutes. You're back. Right. So Darren Beckford, an obscure footballer on that list. And wouldn't you know it, a day after I was cobbling together and formatting that show, I watched watched the football from October and November of 1993. And who should appear but none other than Darren Beckford scoring for Oldham on 73 minutes at Anfield to lead momentarily at Anfield. But then, of course, a certain Robbie Fowler scored on 87 minutes, um, one of his first goals for the club, and we were spared from a draw, an all-too-familiar draw in this episode, by an own goal in the last minute. Liverpool escaped just with three minutes. Oldham remain in the relegation zone where they will be. Tough times ahead for the Ticks although they would probably crave a relegation battle in the Premier League right now, wouldn't they? Unfortunately, Manchester United got a win at home to Spurs, the form of champions here. Roy Keane and Lee Sharp scoring as United take take a while to break Spurs down. Um, goals in the 60th minute or there or thereabouts. And the gap barely played 10 games and it's seven points from second place already. The problem with this is all the teams that are in the chasing pack, your Arsenal's, your Blackburn's, your Villa's, your Norwich's, Leeds to an extent, they're all taking points off each other and all dropping a little bit of points here and there. And with a strong pack like this, but they're all level, there's no one to go beyond it and challenge the you know the big team at the top. And there was precisely no goals in the matches between Arsenal and Manchester City, another, another title challenger dropping points there. West Ham and Aston Villa, another title challenger dropping points there. Ipswich and Leeds, another title challenger dropping points there. And Blackburn and Sheffield United, another title challenger dropping points there. And that, what a superb week for Man United, if you're a Man United fan. You winning uh, quite a tough game against Spurs, getting that out of the way. And then Arsenal, Villa, 
Leeds, Blackburn, all dropping points. And you've got Liverpool not really looking great either in a 2-1 win. Norwich just getting over the line. And at this point, even though it has been so long since United had won the league title, having that cured the previous few months ago, you're starting to think now this is another title win. <laughs> and this has to be a, an absolute low for goals in a Premier League weekend. Even in an 11-game weekend, which we have here with 22 teams, you've got Coventry and Southampton playing out a 1-1 draw, as did Swindon and Everton. Swindon still not got a win, while Sheffield Wednesday and Everton also drew 2-2. Um, High-scoring game in this weekend. <laughs> and the final win in the weekend was 2-1 QPR at Newcastle. And QPR's form now, we should really be counting them as one of the title challenges, or at least one of the... Uh, viable European contenders. Their form really coming on now. Um, and all the wins in this weekend, quirkily enough, were all by the same scoreline, 2-1. So we've got four wins and the other seven games were draws. All the wins were 2-1. That must be a first. I'm not about to check because there is not enough hours in the day to check out that crocker rubbish. <laughs> the goals, though, were back the following week. Leeds and Blackburn served up a six-goal humdinger as did QPR and Coventry. Leeds and Blackburn shared the points despite Alan Shearer's hat-trick. In the same place that he was injured last season in boxing, this, is, this comes about 10 or 11 months after, Blackburn would um, would ship three goals, unfortunately, and this is um, the crux of their season right here, conceding too many, despite Alan Shearer's heroics in front of goal that we will see time and time and time again from the England man, um, fully back in fitness, now fully back in form as well, and you'd, you'd expect him to trouble the likes of Teddy Sheringham, Andy Cole for this golden boot. Leeds, meanwhile, they're keeping up their unbeaten start to the um, to the season here. QPR shipped or put five goals beyond Coventry in another six-goal thriller. Um, you can't really call it a thriller if it's 5-1, can you? 4-2 is pushing it. 5-1, uh, definitely not. <laughs> Coventry City's collapse is absolutely complete here. Five goals lost at, lost at Loftus Road. Easy for me to say. That great start. Complete memory now, and it consigned to grainy stock footage. QPR, though, with this win, jump up to fifth. Um, but for Coventry, it would prove to be Bobby Gold's final game as the Coventry manager. How things can change in a month or so. They were looking. We had high hopes of them entering September, still undefeated. They would lose a couple of games towards the end of last episode. Started off this episode an absolute train wreck, and um, Coventry now in the bottom half, now having to search for a new manager. And um, it might be a very tough season ahead for Coventry in what looked to be a bit of a reprieve. Coventry are one of these teams, I've said it numerous times before, I love Coventry just because of the, 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 the their mere existing in the Premier League and just staying up despite not really doing anything for nearly 20 years. <laughs> Quite frankly, astonishing. They would win the FA, the, the, uh, yeah, the FA Cup in 87. In the league in from the 70s right through to 2001, they would do... Very little, and I admire that. <laughs> and um, unfortunately here, 5-1, it looks like it's going to be another one of those seasons. Southampton just need a desperate win now, don't they, really? Uh, they got one here at home to Newcastle, their first win of the season, and it includes an absolutely iconic Matt Letizier display here. The first goal you'd see on highlight reels almost every day on Sky Sports. If you flick on Sky Sports Premier League and put best Premier League goals on those incessant shows that they run every day, this goal will be in there. Flicks it over two defenders and it's that it's that scuff into the bottom corner that for me makes it so legendary. Obviously you've got the you've got the the Paul Gas going flick over the defender's head, then you've got the volley, and it's such an imperfect volley that for me it's admirable. I love that for some reason I love that goal. It's 
it shows how it just encapsulates Matt Letizia really. You get these two flashes of brilliance and then you've got the, the sort of imperfect ending that just sort of rubber stamps him as a footballer really. Renowned for scoring these iconic goals, renowned for not really doing much running. <laughs> and um, obviously he would carry his imperfect persona onto modern day life, but less of that. And obviously a volley into the top corner late, in on, late on in the second half. Oh, another superb goal. He's got that lovely bounce out when it hits the stanchion in the goal in the Dell. Uh, lovely shallow goals at the Dell. I always loved that. Um, unfortunately, now we move to St. Mary's, but uh, there we go. But a fantastic win by Southampton. Lovely blue kit by Newcastle as well, but that's by the pie, obviously. And um, a Steel City derby. Again, the points were halved, or shared, rather, at Bramall Lane in a 1-1 draw between the Sheffield Club. And around the grounds, and a lot more draws, not a lot of goals again. Norwich and West Ham goalless. Another title challenger dropping points there for Man United. Um, Oldham and Arsenal were goalless too, another title challenger and Arsenal dropping points there. Manchester City and Liverpool drew. Swindon picked up a fifth draw in 12 matches, still not picked up a win though in a 1-1 draw at Spurs and there were away wins for Man United to open the gap up at the top to nine points. Frightening really. Ipswich pulled into mid-sable safety with another win, um, this time at Wimbledon and Villa beat Chelsea, 1-0 Chelsea now. Absolutely dire straits. They have got not got a single point from this episode so far. Maybe it'll kick on as we carry on, but uh, not looking very good for Glenn Hoddle, is it? I bet he's probably wishing that he'd rather just stayed at Swindon. Probably would have been a similar place in the table. Maybe he would have kicked Swindon on above Chelsea. Who knows? That is a what if for another day. Keep your eyes peeled on, on the YouTube channel. And the following week was uh, memorable for Robbie Fowler's very first hat-trick. In the Premier League, at least. 4-2 against Southampton. Liverpool with a victory. Might be a name we might have to look out for in the future as this youthful Liverpool side continue to be chaotic. I think chaotic good is what the um, what the what what people use nowadays. I'd call it consistently inconsistent. That old chestnut. Fantastic going forward. Fearless going forward. Bit lacking in defence and that's where they'll fall down. You need a good defence to win a league, to get far. Liverpool not there yet. They've got Graham Sooner still in charge, as we know. This youth programme obviously balls out the likes of, you know, Steve McManaman, as we see now. Later on, you'll see a, a Jason McAteer, Jamie Carragher and Michael Owen, but more on them, <laughs> maybe in a couple of years' time. Manchester United got another win. Um, QPR's great form, though, at Old Trafford. Look to continue. Um, they led Old Trafford. But Eric Cantona, he arrowed in an equaliser into the bottom corner, memorable goal, you might say, arrowed in from about 25 yards, daisy cutter, although you can't really have a daisy cutter if it's not a volley, can you? There, there, well, that's just terminology, isn't it? And Mark Hughes would poke in the winning goal and it opened up now. <laughs> Every single week, the gap has opened up from seven to nine and now to 11 points at the top. And we're not even, we're just about to enter November. That's frightening, absolutely frightening for all the Premier League. And of course, it is because Norwich and Arsenal played each other second versus third. A winner, if there was to be one, would attempt to put a tiny bit of pressure on Manchester United, who led by 12 points now after the win over QPR. Would any team win? Would they know? <laughs> Arsenal drew 0-0 for a second week running, and both were left on 23 points alongside Blackburn, who beat Spurs at Ewood Park, and Aston Villa, who won at Swindon. Swindon, of course, still without a win. And in perhaps the game of this week, or the game of the episode, Sheffield Wednesday drew 3-3 with Leeds. Leeds another 3-3. Kind of a bit like Liverpool Leeds are here. Fantastic going forward. You get players like Rod Wallace, like Gary Speed, like, like Gary McAllister scoring these goals. But defensively, they're all over the shop. 
Chris Waddle scores early on for the Owls, and they quickly return to the lead when Chris Fairclough equalised before the half was out. Rod Wallace, Gary Speed, hauling leads back ahead before, of course, Mark Bright getting the equaliser. And around the grounds, we've got Oldham's much-needed win to haul them out of the relegation zone as Sheffield Wednesday dropped points and the Ticks scored a famous 1-0 win at Chelsea to ease their relegation was a drop. Everton got an away win at Portman Road 2-0, whilst Newcastle put four beyond a fast-sinking Wimbledon, who's, again, like Coventry there, great start. Bit of a memory now. As West Ham clambered above Manchester City with a 3-1 win, Coventry and Sheffield United drew 0-0 because apparently we, this is a, you know, a contract with this episode. We've got to have multiple stalemates every single week. So we go into November. Obviously, the news from November outside of the Premier League meant World Cup qualification. World Cup qualification where England, of course, crashed out again, beating San Marino, but embarrassingly falling behind in nine, nine, nine seconds. Ridiculous. 7-1 wasn't enough for England to qualify for the World Cup and they would sit it out in only the, um, the first tournament since 1984 where England would miss and of course they would miss another one in 2008 but that is for another Barclays way, way, way down the line if I'm even still alive. We return to November. The Manchester Derby, a very, very special Manchester Derby at that. Manchester City got a new owner in Francis Lee, club legend from the 70s, you might remember. But it wouldn't be enough here. And it would be Brian Horton's first loss at Main Road as manager. But it started off so, so well, didn't it? Niall Quinn headed in an opener and then headed in a second as City went 2-0 up inside the first half. And went to half-time 2-0 up and you think, wow, Manchester City, Manchester United's run might just be over here. But... Eric Cantona, we forgot, played for Man United. He capitalised on an error. And then with the equaliser on the back post after Ryan Giggs' a superb cross. I mean, if Kevin De Bruyne played that pass, if Lionel Messi played that pass, that's what people tend to say, don't they? Ryan Giggs, absolutely superb cross onto the back post. Cantona taps it in 2-2. And if you're a Man City fan, you must be thinking, not this again. Man United successful now and the comeback was complete by Roy Keane with an iconic volley on the back post game of the season material definitely remembered fondly in Manchester United circles and is one of those games that does get held up in such a high regard that Sky Sports give you a 15 minutes highlights package of it every now and then on their um, on their Sky Sports Premier League channel elsewhere we've got Villa um beating Arsenal in a match between the chasing pack, really. Mike Bosnich saving a penalty from Ian Wright, which is probably the highlight of the game. Villa came from 1-0 down. Ian Wright still scoring, though. Um, Andy Townsend with a winner in that absolutely sublime green and black Muller shirt. If I didn't have a rule that I wouldn't buy any English, English team shirts that aren't Man United, I would be buying this all day long. What an absolutely superb shirt this is. Goes down in the annals of superb... <laughs> Superb, classic Premier League shirts. Anyway, Aston Villa did win in and amongst me spooging about football shirts. And Norwich similarly won 2-1 away this time, away at Bramall Lane. A much needed win for Norwich as they're attempting to keep pace. I think the Premier League's even gone now, isn't it? Let's be honest. Around the grounds, Coventry finally got a win, finally got a foothold on the board as they beat Everton. Swindon were haplessly beaten again, obviously, because it's Swindon in the Premier League this time, 3-0 away at Wimbledon, who themselves were in poor form, really. Um, QPR and Southampton nicked slender wins at home to Blackburn and Spurs, whilst Liverpool pipped West Ham 2-0 at home. The impressive wins of the week came courtesy of a couple of 4-1 victories 
an, um, a bizarrely high-scoring weekend we got here. Sheffield Wednesday won 4-1 at Ipswich. The Owls getting bags of goals continually, it seems. Leeds similarly thrashing Chelsea 4-1 with both teams coming off a 3-3 draw with one another there. Rod Wallace in fantastic form for Leeds there, netting twice. And who else but Andy Cole to mount a comeback at Oldham on Monday Night Football, scoring two of the three in a 3-1 win at Boundary Park. 22 years of age, Andy Cole, absolutely in sublime form. Banging form the following week as well. Newcastle, Kevin Keegan, Liverpool. Match made in heaven. Andy Cole, absolutely banging form. Cole the goal, bagging the hat-trick. I think it is his first in the Premier League. Liverpool's good form looks to be falling off, but as we said, their defensive woes are that the um, I don't think they can expect to be in the top four in the European shout, really. Newcastle, on the other hand, looked... They look fantastic. Peter Beardsley is playing an absolute blinder as well back home um, in Newcastle, contributing with plenty of goals, plenty of assists as well. But the team of the moment, Man United, of course. Wimbledon, though, did prove a stern test for United, as stern as any test can be for United in this season. And uh, United needed late goals from Mark Hughes and Andrei Kanchelskis to confirm a 3-1 win. And now they lead the league by 12 points again and it is looking very very ominous heading into the festive period isn't it Swindon bagged a draw another draw for Swindon now getting desperate they're now nine nine points off safety after this 2-2 draw against Ipswich um another point they've got a few draws here and there now but they really need to start turning these into wins otherwise they're going to be relegated by March and it's looking fairly desperate for um Glenn Hoddle's old team and it's looking quite desperate for Glenn Hoddle's current team a 2-0 loss at home to Arsenal in a quite a low-profile London derby compared to, you know, times ahead and sort of, even now it is. Uh, Chelsea now are two points off the drop. They've still not won a game. They've still, every game that we've covered in this episode, they've lost every single one. It's it. Arsenal, it takes them to within a win of second place. Blackburn and Villa still shuffling around that top few positions and it was another weekend really devoid of goals Sheffield Wednesday and Coventry goalless a single goal win for Villa at home to Sheffield United Blackburn got a win on the board at home to Southampton West Ham likely likewise at home to Oldham both 2-0 those ones and the points were shared between Norwich and Man City and Tottenham and Ipswich and finally finally we've got a couple of firsts this weekend right Swindon beat QPR 1-0 their first win in the Premier League a screamer from five yards out (laughs) Against the QPR side, let's not forget they were in good form, so it comes quite as a shock here. Swindon, obviously, still rooted to the foot of the table. And another first, Chelsea bag their first point. And it would prove to be their only point of this episode, which I think is the absolute worst record we've had for a single episode on this on this illustrious podcast. One point they've got from seven or eight games, eight games, yeah, one point. Christ. They're hovering around the relegations and Southampton want to get out of it. And Matt Letizia, of course, one of the informed strikers of this month and still not enough to get Southampton out of the drop zone. Andy scores two more goals on a snowy Villa Park. Villa Park, home of Aston Villa. Aston Villa, who hope to be in the title. Well, the title's gone now. I'm I'm calling it now. Man United will win the league title in 1994. I should... Get, I should do the lottery, really, shouldn't I? Um, anyway, Newcastle got a 4-0 win at Sheffield United. A much pros, much more prosperous result for a um, one of the chasing pack of Manchester United. Peter Beardsley and Andy Cole in some form, continuing that fantastic form, scoring three of the goals. Three of the four goals against the Blades here. The win taking them to fourth position. And really, it's now you think they're doing a really good Blackburn tribute act from the previous season. And as we know, if Andy Cole keeps fit, unlike Alan Shearer, 
yeah, maybe the points difference might be a bit too much to make up, but they'll be definitely in with a shout of European places come the end of the season. And around the grounds, you just know there's another goalless draw. Never too far away from them this weekend, are we? West Ham and Arsenal this time, whilst Everton and Leeds and Tottenham and Wimbledon both drew 1-1. Alan Shearer bagged a brace at home to Coventry to be classed as the nearest challengers to Man United, if you can even really call them challengers at this stage. Sheffield Wednesday got an invaluable 3-0 win at home to the struggling Ticks, Old Athletic. And in a battle at the top, in our final weekend of action, we've got Arsenal against Newcastle. Newcastle's form running out just at the wrong time. They dropped back to sixth as Andy Cole failed to, f- failed to find the net. Arsenal now go only third behind Leeds. Leeds leaving it late to beat Swindon of all teams, keeping them on single digit points. So Leeds would win out 3 0 though. They did have to wait. Brian Dean, Rod Wallace, and Gary Speed all scoring in the last 10 minutes. Man United, though, they were making a mockery of the competition, weren't they? Now 14 points is the difference. And of course, in this 1-0 win at Highfield Road to Coventry, Eric Cantona was, of course, the difference for United. Ipswich, they beat Blackburn Rovers, falling behind the pack. Rovers were as they um, lost away at Ipswich, Eddie Hughes with the goal there. And around the grounds, Man City's poor form continued as Sheffield Wednesday got a brilliant away win to stay mid-table. Oldham's 2-1 win at home to Norwich kept them within a goal difference of safety heading into the festive period, whilst draws for QPR, Spurs, Wimbledon and Everton did none of those mid-table teams any good, although QPR are probably the best equipped out of those teams to make a go at a European place, but sit 8th now. Chelsea's miserable form continue with a loss at Bramall Lane and only outside of the drop zone because of Southampton's loss at home to West Ham. And finally, Liverpool 2 Aston Villa won Villa, dropping back down to fifth with that defeat. We'll be looking at my favourite memories, my favourite game, the best players of the week in this episode when we discuss that and the league table after this short break. So ingest those advertisements, you shills. And if there's no advertisements, I sound like a right dickhead there, didn't I? Anyway, the league table. Let's run down 1 to 22. The majority of the teams have played 17 games with the exception of Norwich and Liverpool who've got a game in hand and hopefully with that game in hand they will want to push to second and third as they would be able to do. Manchester United of course top the table. 44 points from 17 games. It could be quite a record breaking year for United. They've got 22 points from these eight games that we've covered. So that's, they dropped one point. That's, it is obviously title winning form. It also helps that the likes of Leeds and Blackburn Villa and Newcastle and Arsenal only picked up between 11 to 15 points in this time frame. So Leeds and Arsenal are their closest title challengers on 30 points. That's 14, that's five games back. So even if Leeds and Arsenal had played 13 games, they would be not within touching distance of United. Then you've got Blackburn and Aston Villa on 29 points. Newcastle on 28. Norwich could make a jump up to second if they win their game on there on 27. QPR also on 27. QPR have had a good go of it though, to be fair. 16 points from eight games. That is That form is fourth place in it. As we know, two points per game. That's fourth place. That uh, third push really depends how the rest of the pack do. Um, Liverpool could go fourth with a win in their game in hand against Norwich. They've had an all right again, like um, like QPR here. Two points per game form. That's that's 
European football form really, even in this age with the reduced capacity for English teams in Europe. West Ham and Spurs and Wimbledon are all in mid-table. West Ham on 23 points, climbing eight places from the biggest mover of the week um, here with 15 points from eight games. And we have Spurs and Wimbledon on 22 points, Everton and Ipswich on 21 who have either stayed where they are or sunk Everton not really had a good weekend of it week of it really six points gleaned from their eight games and now we're looking at the um well Sheffield Wednesday on 20 Coventry on 20 Coventry sunk they've dropped six places Sheffield Wednesday have risen out of the relegation zone 13 points from eight games not bad um, they're probably the last of the mid-table teams Coventry could get sucked in with their form you might think and now we're looking at the bottom six which is this is relegation form. None of these teams, with the exception of Southampton, have had a good month. Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. Man City have got five points. They're on 16 points now from 17 games. They've dropped a couple of places. Sheffield United have had 15 points from 17 games. They've dropped a place. Chelsea have had an absolute shocker. The absolute worst month in the Barclays history. In the seven episodes or so we've done, they've had one point from eight games. That is relegation form, and as such, they are only goal difference away from the relegation zone with Southampton in 20th, who, to be fair, have been in good form. They're in mid-table form here, 11 points from eight games. They're on 14 points. Oldham, also on 14 points. Not really had as good a seat, had as good a week, but they've um, probably performed as good as any team in mid-table with the exception of Sheffield Wednesday and Southampton. And as we know, Swindon Town on nine points. Two wins away from 21st, two wins away, therefore, from um, from safety there from Chelsea. And it's looking like a long old season. Minus 21 goal difference for Swindon. Could go down as one of the worst teams to ever play in the Premier League if it keeps up. They won't break the record for the lowest points tally, as we know, but um, it doesn't look a great, it does not look a great season for Swindon although getting to the getting to the Premier League though is, is I think is an achievement in of itself not to be too um, you know condescending about it so memories from this weekend this week of football we've got Matt Letizia's goals against Newcastle have to be the abiding memory of course you've got um, the Manchester Derby which is 3-2 to United that's a good memory in of itself but I think that can come down on the 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 side of the best game and even the very first game that we covered Tottenham versus Everton this week if you may remember that 30 minutes ago 3-2 as well as a cracking game of football um we got a few 3-3s in there QPR have had a couple of um, entertaining games Liverpool and Leeds also entertaining as well in terms of the players they come from Andy Cole has to be with a shot I have a feeling every single episode Andy Cole in this season at least and a couple of seasons to come perhaps Andy Cole will be in there absolutely superb form he's in Matt Letizia goes without saying he's dug Southampton out of one hell of a call. They were three points. They had three points at the end of the last episode. Now, in touching distance of that safety, and um, it's going to be one of them seasons for Southampton, but with Matt Letizia in the form that he's in now, um, they'll climb to mid-table, you'd, you'd expect anyway. And um, Gary Speed, Rod Wallace, those of Leeds, you've got Robbie Fowler, um, made a fantastic start to the season for Liverpool. All those names, I think, kind of can be melded into... Uh, one of the best player of this weekend and um, we're entering into a bit of a, bit of a golden era for um, English football here the mid 90s will um, get even more exciting as we've got the we've got rid of the early the early um, Premier League stage and we're getting into some really good football here and this is for me where the Premier League comes really alive and it's like 94 95 96 when you get characters like Blackburn like 
Kevin Keegan at Newcastle, Wenger to come. This is going to be a good few um, good few weeks on the Barclays here. Um, good few, maybe, well, f- f- good year or two on the Barclays here as we uh, run through the 90s and into the 2000s. And I hope you'll be here when we cover those seasons, as we will do in the upcoming months. And until next time, thank you for listening. See you then. Network.